turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. So here's a little deeper dive into the Heritage Foundation's ratings of education in the state of Ohio. The Education Freedom Report from the Heritage Foundation. If you're listening to this radio station, 94.5 in Dayton or 98.9 in Columbus, I would assume that the Heritage Foundation does not mean me to authenticate its conservative bona fides. So when they tell you what the story is on education, you can believe it. Who do they have number one on their Education Freedom Report card? Care to guess? Yes, Florida with Ron DeSantis. Why do they have Ron DeSantis in Florida, number one? Because Ron DeSantis has stood up for kids since he was elected governor. And by the way, he was elected governor by about a 30,000 vote margin. And then in this past election... Ron DeSantis was voted in by some astronomical margin, and he carried every county in Florida, including Dade County. Can you imagine a Republican in Ohio carrying Cuyahoga County, Franklin County, Hamilton County? No, of course not. Because Cincinnati, Columbus, and Cleveland are big cities which stink of Democrats. We have an all-Democratic city council in Columbus. Same in Cleveland. Is it any wonder the cities struggle Is it any wonder their public schools are lousy? No, it's not, because Democratic policies rule. But in Florida, they don't rule. Ron DeSantis rules. And here is what Ron DeSantis said just yesterday, education-related in the state of Florida. We want education, not indoctrination. If you fall on the side of indoctrination, we're going to decline. We believe in teaching kids uh, facts and how to think, but we don't believe they should have an agenda imposed on them. And he was talking about some some course curriculum that they've rejected in Florida because it was laced with critical race theory and just utter nonsense that led to no learning and had no scientific basis in fact, no historical basis in fact. So Florida's number one, we're number 34 in these heritage rankings. What does heritage say about Ohio? It says the state ranks seventh in school choice but is in the bottom 10 in regulation and spending. Okay, let's go to the glowing part, the school choice part. Ohio ranks number seven for school choice. Man, that's a sad commentary, seeing as how if you don't make less than double the poverty limit, you are not eligible for an ed choice scholarship in the state of Ohio. Try to send your kid to public, try to send your kid to private school, making just over $70,000 a year as a family. It's not easy. Trust me on that. Here's what the Heritage Foundation says. Ohio ranks number seven for school choice. It does well in allowing parents to choose from among private, charter, and district schools, but could do more to expand education choice. Ohio could improve its ranking by establishing K-12 through education savings accounts. Yes. Expanding eligibility for and boosting participation in its existing private school choice program and eliminating unnecessary regulations on participating private schools, including price controls and interference with schools' admission standards. 
Ohio could also improve its ranking by making it easier for more charter schools to open and operate and by removing excessive regulations on homeschooling families. Yeah, we homeschooled for about five, six years. Trying to jump through every hoop took a ton of unnecessary time. In transparency ranking, meaning do you as a parent know everything that's going on in the schools? Ohio ranks 35th. 35th in transparency. You wonder why parents in Hilliard are suing the district? Because teachers in Hilliard are wearing these badges that allow them to bait kids into conversations about sexual identity and transgender ideology? Well, there's your answer, because Ohio is 35th in transparency. Heritage Foundation says Ohio lawmakers have not adopted proposals to increase academic transparency or that reject the prejudice caused by the application of critical race theory in schools. Oh, yeah, we had a bill last year to stop teaching critical race theory. We had a bill to not allow teachers to talk about matters of sex with kindergarten, first, second, and third grade. Teachers unions fought it tooth and nail. Did our supermajority in the Ohio House and Senate prioritize it? No. Because Bob Cup was retiring and, well, he wanted to just kind of coast into retirement and he didn't want to make anybody angry. That's Mike DeWine's strategy, too. And Jason Stevens, the new Speaker of the House, well, he's not going to do that either because the only way he is Speaker of the House is because every Democrat in the House voted for him. And why did they vote for him? You know, because he promised not to do any of the educational reforms that voters in the state of Ohio want. Now, he might. He might do one. He might do the Protect Women's Sports Act. I'm dubious. I doubt he will, but he might. And he will use that as a, you see, you see, everybody's wrong. I am a conservative. Yeah, well, what are you going to do with the backpack bill? Mr. Stevens, are you going to read that? You're going to allow it to be read? You're going to allow it to be voted on? You're going to take a position? You're going to discuss it? You're going to mention the word backpack bill? I doubt it. You think Ohio's 35th ranking in transparency is bad? Where do you think we rank in regulatory freedom? Six from the bottom. We are 44th in terms of regulatory educational freedom. Heritage Foundation says, Although Ohio does not use Common Core-aligned tests, no teachers made their way to the classroom through alternative teacher certification options. And the state does not have full reciprocity of teacher licensure with other states. So if you get licensed to teach in the state of Ohio, you still can't teach anywhere else. Moreover, 82% of Ohio school districts with more than 15,000 students employ a chief diversity officer. You bet they do. They're all over the place. Upper Arlington, Olentangy, Dublin. They're everywhere. It's the newest grift out there. Not online theft, not identity theft. DEI officer is the newest grift out there. It's a fantastic job because it has no achievable end. You can always strive for more equity, always strive for more diversity, always strive for more inclusion. Oh, we have one incident. See, we're not there yet. We need more money. Let's build another palatial apartment right on the main hallway of Upper Arlington High School. Maybe we need to expand it a little bit. Maybe we put in a hot tub. 
Maybe people would feel more included, more diverse, more equitable if we had a hot tub in here or a juice bar or something. 44th in regulatory freedom. Heritage Foundation says the Buckeye State can improve its regulatory score by ending growth in non-teaching staff, particularly chief diversity officers. It could also improve by supporting and expanding alternative teacher certification programs or eliminating teacher certification requirements altogether and allowing full reciprocity of teacher licensure with other states. And if you thought our 44th ranking in regulatory freedom was bad, well, rest assured, it gets worse when we get to spending. Ohio ranks 45th overall in return on investment in education spending. We spend the 18th most per pupil, $16,251 in cost of living adjusted terms annually. You know, if we had the law they have in Iowa, where Iowa has now made available to parents the exact amount that the state of Iowa gives to public schools in Iowa so that parents can have that amount of money in a voucher to spend on a private school, $16,251? You could afford every private school in central Ohio except Columbus Academy, which, unless you're stupid beyond belief, you wouldn't send your kids there anyway, and Wellington. Those are the only two you couldn't afford. Watterson, Hartley, Worthington Christian, anyone, any other one, and you'd have money left. 16000 per student the state of Ohio pays. Unbelievable. Yet Ohio can improve its return on investment ranking by curbing its significant growth in non-teaching administrative staff. How many non-teachers do you think you're paying as a Columbus City School contributor as part of the tax base in central Ohio, as part of the Cleveland tax base, as part of the Cincinnati tax base, as part of the Dayton tax base? Man, we got a lot of work to do. Oh, but don't worry, we got Republicans across the board. I'm sure it'll get done. Really? Are you sure it'll get done? I'm sure it won't get done. Well, the Joe Biden document scandal rolls on, and Merrick Garland, the attorney general yesterday, was subjecting himself to questions from the media, and he was asked about the Trump investigation and the Biden document investigation, and he said something that I don't think anybody really believes. You they, uh, ensure that we adhere to the rule of law. These mean, among other things, that we do not have different rules for Democrats or Republicans, different rules for the powerful or the powerless, different rules for the rich or for the poor. We apply uh, the facts and the law in each case in a neutral, nonpartisan manner. Uh, That is what we uh, always do, and that is what we do in the uh, matters that you're referring to. Now, I said nobody believes him when he says that. And the reason why nobody believes him when he says that is because we have ample evidence that that's just not true. Uh, We know Hillary Clinton committed crimes when she had a private email server. And we wanted her to be prosecuted. And then Donald Trump did the same, and we all made allowances for Donald Trump. And now Joe Biden has done the same, and he's done 
in my view, worse than Trump because Trump had documents from when Trump was president. (laughs) Biden has documents from when he was a senator and when he was vice president. He's had classified documents for a long, long time. I mean, he could have documents. They say, all they said was he has documents from when he was a senator. He was a senator in the 70s. Okay? No, maybe not. He was a senator in the 80s. He was a senator in the 80s. He's old. He's not that old. But why does he have documents? Like, how does he have documents? This is, this is really interesting. Like, here's how it works. When you're a U.S. senator and they have classified documents for you to read, they have a guy who has a security clearance. And he brings the documents to you, but not, you know, like you can't, you don't meet over lunch. You, you meet in a secure location where there are no prying eyes, where like the Ruskies and the Chinese aren't watching. Okay. Like they have a secure location, blinds drawn, whatever. So you got to meet him there. And then he comes in, he gives you the classified documents and you read them. How do you end up with the documents? Like, he's brought the documents in. But I'm, I'm asking this on two levels. I'm asking it to implicate Joe Biden because there's no way. It's not like Biden's aides are in the room with him. He's in there alone. He's a senator. Nobody else is in there. I don't even. I don't know if another senator's allowed in there. I presume it's one-on-one. Maybe another senator's in there. But, like, no other Biden people in there, okay? So the only way the documents could get out is if Biden <laughs> took them out. And what's up with the guy who brings the documents in? Do you not do an inventory after the, like the, the senators read the documents? I would presume you stand there and you watch him read the documents. Like you don't have to leave the room. You got a security clearance or you wouldn't have the documents to show them. So there's like a bazillion questions that have come to me as I've thought about this. Like, how's he getting the documents out of there? Why is there no inventory of the documents? Okay, I got page one, two, three. Wait a minute, page eight is missing. There was nobody else in the room, Senator Biden. Why did the guy leave the room? Why does Biden have any private time with the documents? These questions seem to be like reasonable questions to ask. But of course, if anybody was asking him, they wouldn't be answered because nobody gets answers in Washington, D.C. anymore. Uh, But this is just incredible to me that this is going on and on and on. But back to Garland and him saying, oh, we don't have rules for two different parties. Nobody believes him when he says that because events prove that that's not the case. And you know how events prove that that's not the case? Because the question was even asked. Right? Right? Did we ask these questions of our Department of Justice, of our FBI? Did we ask these questions 10, 15 years ago? You know, are are you going to treat this just like you would treat it if a Republican did it or if a Democrat did it? Are you going to treat it just the same or are you going to play partisan politics? The fact that question is even asked right now is proof that equal application of the law does not exist. I have played on this show in the past a compilation of sound bites from news shows in the 1980s when Joe Biden ran for president and he was caught in multiple lies, stealing major portions of speeches from Bobby Kennedy and from some prime minister or some kind of hoity-toity office holder in Great Britain, some Labor Party leader. And 
The news shows then were like, well, this kills his political career. He's done. He's toast. You can't be. Sam Donaldson was lighting up Joe Biden. Sam Donaldson, as much of a liberal wacko as you can possibly have. But even Sam Donaldson, when he was the White House reporter for ABC News, understood that there are just some bridges you don't cross. You cannot lie as a U.S. presidential candidate. But then, of course, we got to the point where, eh, of course he lies. He's a politician. Like, that's our justification. Uh, Everybody lies. Really? Really? Yeah, I do. Everybody does. What's wrong with us that we allow that, that we vote for that, that we support that, that we don't disqualify that? You can't be upset when you get crummy political leaders if you voted for those crummy political leaders. And honestly, I've voted for those crummy political leaders. Why? Because, well, the other guy's worse, right? The other guy's worse. I'm I'm rolling over in my head. I know this guy who always says, I don't vote because it's a waste of time. They're going to do what they're going to do. I don't play attention in news events. I don't play... Because I can't do anything about it, and it only upsets me. I obviously can't do that in my job here. And I obviously feel like um, I have a calling to do this kind of work, and that's primarily why I do it. It's not that lucrative, honestly. Uh, I have other things I could do with my time that would be more lucrative, but I feel like this is a calling, and honestly, I feel like you guys not only enjoy me doing it, but that you need me to do it. Because as I had a friend tell me one time, you confirm people's minds. They're not crazy. They're not alone. Hopefully there's some utility in that. But also I'm reaching a point of increasing frustration with myself that the stuff I talk about doesn't result in anything happening, right? Are are we at Upper Arlington High School today insisting that they fire Matthew Boaz? Are we down on the sidewalk at Nationwide Children's Hospital holding up pictures of Nina West, their mental health ambassador, bearing her his, excuse me, bearing his fake breasts at a drag show out west around Christmas time while he asks a little boy, "Are you hungry?" Are we doing that? Are we going to Nationwide? Are we are we even calling Nationwide saying, "Hey, what are you doing affiliating with a pervert, with a demented satanic predator like the man who calls himself Nina West. So I'm thinking I got to stop voting for liars, even if they're the better choice. Because this is how we got Mike DeWine as governor, by the way. This is how we got do nothing state representatives who won't enact the will of the people because they're well, they're all I have to do is be better than the person I'm running against. I'm not saying it's a perfect fix, I'm not even saying it's a fix.